What's up, everybody? You're listening to the 10 After 7 Podcast with your host, Michael Cody Stevenson. It's September 26, 2018, and that means we're only days away from the greatest month in all of sports, October. It's when we get all four major sports playing at the same time. The NHL is right around the corner. The NBA media days were this week. Training camps are starting to kick into gear. And media day... We got a lot of goodies. We got to see LeBron James in a Lakers uniform for the first time. It was a beauty. We got to hear Kawhi Leonard talk, but not only talk, we got to hear him laugh. And it's the greatest laugh of all laughs. I've approximately listened to that video, let's say, 150 times. And then days before training camp in Minnesota, Jimmy Butler requests a trade. He might become a Miami Heat member, before this podcast is over. And while we're crossing that trade, we got a Twitter beef, and it was a good one. Steven Jackson's involved, Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins' younger brother, Jimmy Butler. The NBA offseason, they're always winning. They have the best personalities who get to showcase those personalities on Twitter more than any sport. That goes to how cool their commissioner is. You tweet anything in the NFL, Roger Goodell's going to be up your ass. You're not allowed to have an opinion. So basketball is going to be a dandy this season. And then we got postseason baseball. And you know what? The Dodgers are tied with the Rockies right now for the NL West lead. And there's only three games remaining. I might have to take back that comment about October being the greatest month in sports. Because if the Dodgers aren't in it, I might drink away my sorrows. Five straight NL West titles for them. They need to make it six. Three games remaining with the Giants. And if the Giants kick us out, no one talked to me for a month. And then, of course, we got football. College football. Last weekend, Oregon could have beat Stanford. They botched that game away. Alabama continues to roll. Georgia continues to roll. Notre Dame found a new quarterback. Clemson got a new quarterback. And their previous quarterback said it's a slap in the face. He's going to transfer. It's the new life in college football. But the NFL is still king. Last week, we had a ton of upsets. The Buffalo Bills shocked the world. Drew Brees and Matt Ryan combined for 10 touchdowns and a shootout. The Rams continued to roll, beating the crap out of the other L.A. team, the Chargers, I believe their name is. So I'm going to bring on my two buddies. You heard of Kel Dester, and we're bringing on our other good friend, Ryan Doby, to join the podcast. They're coming on next. What's up, bud? Hey, there he is. Week three. Hey, call it a streak. Call it a streak, Kel. We're going streaking. Where's Where's Dope? He should be on any second now. All right. Well. Oh, oh, oh I hear something, Dope. Oh, is this Michael Cody Stevenson? Dude, I haven't seen you since the late '80s, I believe. <laughs> ah, dude. Yeah, I feel the same way. You know, I've actually, I've actually seen you a couple of times around, but you're always like around a bunch of people you know I, i've seen you at hermosa like at tower 12 a couple of times just uh, that's that's a that's a bad look but you, know, you should you been like you know fist bumping and shit and, hey that doesn't mean you can't come up to me no i i mean i do but I, sometimes there's the crowd's too big and i just can't you know 
Sorry, man. You know, I just got to give out my autograph real quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for it. It's good to talk to you, man. Yeah, no, no doubt. Hey, what, what, uh, who's your team? Oh, God, man. Detroit Lions, hardcore. Hey, coming off a big win. We could start there because week three, biggest upset, 17 point underdog. That's the biggest win point spread wise since 1995. And then the Lions come out on a Sunday night football game and beat the hell out of the Patriots, and America loves them now. Yeah. The- the week of the upsets is what it was called. Week of the upsets. Doby, how do you feel? You know, diehard Lions fan, like, I was a bit surprised by it, you know. I mean, Jags, Jaguars, you know, I'm, I'm looking at them being the Patriots pretty good. And uh, he has a lot of time over here. But, um, you know, I, I, I was surprised by it, you know. You know, they, start, they started off on two, you know, two terrible losses. Absolutely, like, dismal. I, I thought they were, you know, garbage, and they come out and just, you know, late, like, rolled, rolled the pads, you know. Which is, which is awesome that it was the Pats. I mean, and uh, completely yeah. different from the when the Detroit Lions were swish cheese on defense. They go the opposite way against the Pats, shut down. Do you think it was any – Kel or Ryan, you could answer this. Do you think Patricia had intel on it? Because he did coach there for years. You know, Cody, I'll jump in there. Um, that Lions win against the Pats on Monday Night Football made me feel bad about the Jaguars. <laughs> oh. You know, because the Jags, you heard me last week. I had a lot to say. This week, I have a lot less to say about the Jags. And to see the Lions after their two abysmal losses, I mean, they're looking like one of the worst teams in the NFL. I also said that last week. And – to see them roll the Pats. I mean, they rolled them again. Did that make that Jaguar win a little less credible? Uh, you know, I, I don't think so because this is how the Patriots play in September. And we know all the talk on sports radio this week, of course, was, is Brady done? What's going on with the Patriots? Most people know by now you're an idiot if you count them out. I'll jump to say, what was the bigger loss? The Jags lost to the Titans, which was a 9-6 game, no. or this Patriots won to the Lions? Definitely the pass to the Lions. Exactly what you said. I mean, a 9-6 loss. Jags give up nine points on defense, and they lose? And yeah, says, but you lost. You, a lot about that defense. You lost to a divisional, divisional rival. For Cody, if, if you don't mind me saying, uh, the Jags lost to a – uh, Hurt Murray Mariota and uh, what's the guy from his name? I'm, I don't even know his name. Well, Blaine thank Gabbert. you, thank you. That's an yeah. yeah you got Blaine Gabbert. I mean, yeah, nine points. Yeah, great to Blaine Gabbert and uh, Mark uh, Hurt Marcus Mariota. What do you say about that? I mean, what, what's up with Bortles in that game? Well, I'll start with Blaine Gabbert is one of the most hated Jaguars of all time to Jaguar fans. <laughs> Fuck that. Guy. No doubt. <laughs> great, great hair, great hair though. Yeah, hey, good looking guy too. <laughs> No, we're not getting into that. Again, I was going to say, I was gonna, I, I'm going too far. I, <laughs> I swear to all the listeners, I'm straight. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that game was – it was a weird game. It was a really weird game. And if you watch that Jags game, nine points given up, and they score a touchdown. Jags score a touchdown, they win that game. But that Blake Bortles performance, again, it wasn't that bad. He, he's uh, 158 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, nothing to talk about. But on the other side of the ball, 
You had Blaine Gabbard, who threw for eight yards, and then you had Mariota, who threw for 100 yards. And it's like both sides of the ball in that game, it was a defensive game. And to go off on that, the Jags have lost three straight games to the Titans going back to last year, and it seems like the Titans are the Jags' kryptonite. I don't know why. I don't. Uh, that's a good point. That, that's a good point. Everyone has everyone has a kryptonite. Like the Patriots, they seem to go into Miami and lose all the time, and they've owned the division for the last decade and a half. And I'm sure Ryan, who's the Lions' kryptonite? Everyone in that damn division. I mean, the whole yeah, NFL hates the Lions. <laughs> I mean, everyone, yeah, everyone hates the Lions. NFL so you have the league hates the Lions. They've been. I mean, there's only two teams you really don't want to play for. It's the Lions and the Browns. That that's true, but I feel like the Browns. That's another one we could talk about. Mm-hmm. How about the Baker Mayfield era kicking off? They're down in that game. Tyrod Taylor's getting booed off the field, and the Mayfield era begins with him throwing. I think he threw for a hundred yards on one drive, and then he leads him to a victory, four point victory, I might add, with a three and a half point spread. Thank you, Kel. You, I think you were on the Browns on that one. I know Dylan was. Yeah. Um, I wasn't that happy to see it because, you know, I'm on the team total under for the year. <laughs> so I'm rooting for every loss I can get from that team. But, I mean, yeah, Baker came in, as you saw with a couple other young rookies this week. It seemed to be that spark, you know, when he came in. Browns started playing for him. So got to hang your hat on that performance. We'll see what happens in weeks pro- in weeks forward. <laughs> That's what I how, say. How dare how dare him after that game be on his cell phone? Did you guys see that that uh, reporter go off on him for that? Please tell me you did. Yeah, I don't have much to say about that, dude. What? No, I have a lot to say about that. That's the worst really? fucking take on earth. Oh th- yeah, I was gonna. I thought you were siding with him. So. No fucking way on earth am I gonna side with that guy. Okay. And that's just that's what okay. pisses me off about twitter dude that thing blew up and i don't know if if you're that guy do you feel good about yourself because people were trashing him jason mcintyre for fox people were trashing him all day all week for that clip because he goes on cowherd and says how no other quarterback would walk out after a game and look at their phone that's i would say that's today's age in sports you know to where knowledgeable fans like me and you who gives a fuck i mean yeah seriously who gives a shit about stuff like that and, and we're over here trying to make a good podcast, and that guy's getting publicity for saying the most absurd, absurd shit on earth. Exactly. Listen to 10 on 7. You'll get a much better takes than that guy. <laughs> well, hey, it's 10 after 7, Kel. God damn it. I said 10 after 7. You said 10 on 7. 10 after 7. I think, I think, I think we just need Dobie to just have absurd takes like that. <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave it to him. Yeah. yeah. So what, uh, So what other games should we talk about from last week? Because last week's last week. We get into week four, or we could talk a little bit more. There's three 3-0 and teams. I'm going to say the Dolphins aren't for real, mainly because I haven't watched them. And Kenyon Drake's on my fantasy team, and he sucks ass, so I don't know how they're winning games. We, I think the – go for it. Sorry. We have to talk about the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> and I'm going to call you out, Cody. Wait, let's wait. Let's say first. Let's say first. That's not a three and O team. But yes, we can talk about the Bills. What about them? No, but you were saying let's talk about week three and, you know, the team. Okay. And I said, we can't talk about week three without talking about the Buffalo Bills because I love it. I'm going to call you out a little bit. We started week one with you saying, are the Buffalo Bills going to go on 16? And no one saw it coming. They call it, you know, the upset of the last three decades. 
as a plus 17 underdog going in and just demolishing a team that's supposed to be a potential NFC championship team. It, it, there's really not, you know, there's no, nothing left to say about that win for the Bills. Demolishing is an understatement. They went into Minnesota, into Minnesota. In they Minnesota. went on the road. They yeah. went on the road and kicked the freaking Minnesota Vikings' ass. They basically kicked their dicks in. And Josh Allen, that was his first start. First of all, probably needs to be more careful. Second of all, he's a pretty fun watch. He's the reason why you would turn into a Buffalo Bills game if you are in the middle of nowhere and there's no football being played. He's fun to watch. He was. He did a hurdle one time, awesome. leaped into the end zone. I don't know how – I, I want to know if someone actually had that bet in Vegas. Uh, I saw one person did have the um, – because it was a plus 1,000 on a bunch of books. So $100 wins you $1,000. And I saw a bunch of people did have just that little tiny, you know, for big whales in Vegas and guys that bet big money. They'll throw $100 on a little underdog. And I saw a lot of people did have a small bet on that game, you know, the 100 to win 1,000. But I didn't see any – which you do see from time to time on those massive underdogs. I didn't see any, you know, thousand dollars to win ten thousand, or it was, it, it knocked me out of my survivor pool. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, those got those got demolished this week for sure. Yeah. So that that leaves that crushes my own sixteen dream. There's three zero and three teams. You got the Cardinals, Texans, and Raiders. I don't think any of them are going zero and sixteen. Do you, either of you guys? No. I actually, I actually have a phenomenal stat on the Raiders. This is amazing. It's from Mike Schneidman on Twitter. He's got a blue check mark, and I probably pronounced that wrong. But the Raiders are 0 3. They've played a total of 180 minutes this season. They've led or been tied for 157 minutes and 36 seconds, and trailed for only 22 minutes and 24 seconds. Wow. That's a, that's that is a stat for that you. That is a stat. So Gruden's doing Gruden's doing something right. They could have beat the Dolphins. They could have easily had two wins. They played the Rams tough. Second week, they should have beat Denver. So that's an 0-3 team that doesn't look like they should be that record. And don't forget, uh, week one against the number one power-ranked team in the Rams, they played them leading at halftime. So Yeah, for three, three quarters, put it on them. You know? So, we could talk about my we could we could talk about my Rams. I know you guys have watched. They look like the far and away best football team. Oh Fourteen first downs in the first quarter. That was a thing I'd never even heard of. Hadn't been done since 1991. Sean McVay. I feel like that guy can turn any team into gold at this point. Give me your thoughts on this. You start with you, Doby. Oh, man, yeah. McVay in particular, yeah, he's something special. You know, I don't really know what he's on. He's always acting. He's always talking. He's always moving. You know, has <laughs> yeah. a total, total good atmosphere with all the guys, you know. I mean, I don't know. I really don't know who it was. I mean, he he came from Belichick or Gruden? One of the- he's, Gruden. He's, 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 he's uh, yeah, one of yeah, Gruden's he disciples. He's weird chucky energy and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, what they have is – they, they have, I mean, they have a special team. I mean, I, I, I can't see them losing more than, you know, three or four games this year. I mean, with Gurley, you know, I mean, unstoppable. I don't have his yards per carry on, on site right now, but, I mean, my brother has him on his fantasy team, and, and he's, I mean, dominating first. But, I know he's 
do something special, you know. Yeah, every position there's talent. Oh yeah, everywhere. I have a take on the Rams. Let's hear it. And it's probably going to be some BS take. Come on, let's shit on them, Kale. Let's do it. I hate the Rams. <laughs> no, but no, there, there's no doubt right now they deserve that number one power ranking. Unbelievable start. But let's see who they played this year. I think Thursday night for them will say a lot about that team. Week one, they played the Raiders. Like we said, struggled at halftime. You know, or the Raiders were in that game for three quarters and then absolutely dominating second half by them. I think they outscored them by like 24 points in that game. Then they play Arizona, who we talked about, an 0-3 team. They're not going to win more than, you know, four or five games this year tops. Beat the crap out of them, 34-0. to And then they play the Chargers, who are also an unproven team. I thought very overrated to start the year. And, um, you know, they had a great game. But I still think they haven't played anybody. They haven't played a team. And this Thursday, tomorrow, they will play – the Vikings who are pissed off after that Bills loss. And I like that matchup tomorrow. It should be a very good game tomorrow. We'll see what the Rams are all about tomorrow. Yeah, I do think the Vikings will be their first test because I've just been comparing the Rams to those power rankings, which you have the Chiefs below them. I think if they play the Chiefs, I think they would shred that defense to pieces. So that's why I would, I, that's why I've been looking at the Rams as the best team, comparing them to a Chiefs team, maybe the Eagles. But the Vikings do have a great defense. We don't know what happened last week. Short week to forget about that loss to the Bills, and they are going to come in hungry. And the Rams are without both defensive backs and Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib. So they, that's a huge They loss. are, though. And you, you got to look at the way the Rams play call, and, and that is Sean McVay. It, it's, oh, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a boner the entire game. I mean, it's incredible, yeah, the, the way he orchestrates drives. I mean, you know, those – and you've been seeing this year a lot of the that little shovel pass that looks like a reverse, you know, but they, they just like tap. The yeah, it's ball a little jet. It, ca- it counts yeah, it's as a, a pass. Yeah, jet sweeps and all that. Yeah, all, yeah, he's that, motioning. That jet sweep where he passes it off and it really should be he's, a run where it counts as a pass. I mean, Rams like have started that, it seems like. No, watch. I watched the full Chargers game, and in the first half, I swear. They use that motion every single play. And sometimes they'll even do a double jet sweep with Coop and Woods. I think they utilize everyone on that team. They go deep to Cooks, over the middle to Woods. Coop's a good possession receiver. And I'd like to know, because as a sports fan, we do this with every single sport. How would these guys be on other teams? I'm not sure. I think McVay is honestly the best coach in the NFL. There's Belichick. Yes, there is. But I think innovative-wise and play-calling – I think he's top tier, and you could see it just with the way, yeah, he orchestrates drives, like you said. First two years, I mean, you can't argue that statement at all. You know, I'd like to, but no, it's it's incredibly impressive their offensive scheme. It really is. And you saw it last year, actually, with the Eagles, and this year, I feel like they're going away from that a little bit. The Eagles, and that's maybe why they're not having so much success. But last year, you saw with Doug Peterson's offense and Doug Peterson's team, the the offensive play calling. That's what you're seeing this year with the Rams. It's just, it's so like special. Yeah. It's, you know, like, yeah, boner. <laughs> you, you, you love watching it. It's, it's awesome. And um, it's, it's tough to stop. Like you said, that double reverse, what that does to defenses, what it does to linebackers, get them out of position and just pop a pass over the middle. It's, it's impressive. And they're, and they're go- gonna, golf's they're gonna, look great. 
they're going to be a tough team to beat unless a team comes in there. And I think the Vikings this week have a chance to do that with that defense. Yeah, that's definitely a game to highlight. I do want to switch gears to what's been the talk. This always seems to be the issue with the NFL. You have a great weekend with a bunch of upsets, some big performances from guys. And then the next week on that Monday, it's an argument or talk all day on sports talk shows about something other than the actual game or performance by a player. And that's the roughing the passer call. Yeah. We saw it on Monday night. That was the first time in NFL history that two teams have been called for multiple roughing the passer calls. It's absurd. Clay Matthews in nine years in the NFL got called for four this season alone, three. He's kind of the poster boy for it all, how you're supposed to tackle the quarterback. My take on it is they already took away the legs when Brady got tore his ACL. And I think it was 2011 when Matt Castle took over. They've obviously taken the hit away from the head because we all know brain trauma. It's a serious thing. And now you come straight on like Clay Matthews did to tackle Alex Smith. And I guess it was a power drive. They threw the flag and it's for sure. An em- I can't even say this word em- emphasis. God damn it, dude. I tried to, <laughs> I tried to not say that word on this podcast, but clearly that's a thing for refs. They called it all night on Monday. I need your guys takes on it. Cause it's absurd. What do they do? What should the NFL do about this call on roughing the passer? I mean, they, they absolutely have to change it. This is like one of their one year things. I mean, you, you saw if you played Matthews at Matthews, uh, Third uh, personal foul that he knew right away that he did something wrong, but there's nothing you could do about it. You know how do you how do you how do you tackle somebody? How do you roll off the body of somebody while while going full speed at them? You know, this is a one year rule. I mean, like you said, the like Matthew said, the the league is getting soft. It's obviously getting soft and. I, I don't know how else you would tackle. I think this is one of their one-year rules. They're going to change back. They're going to figure some other way to deal with it because there's going to be personal fouls all year that are just ridiculous. And it's going to, you know, just make the game softer. And Cody, I have a, I have a great take on this. Um, I don't know if you knew. I'm a I'm a high school referee. I'm on a full varsity crew, so I do varsity football games every Friday night, and uh, it's one of my dreams to be uh, Division One and you know, far-fetched dream to be an NFL referee, but one of the things I'm really pursuing. And this year, it is the emphasis, as you can see. I mean, obviously, but in the NFL, yeah, it's just gotten out of control. It's kind of like, you know, you saw Pete Morelli's crew, which was the Monday night crew with that Steeler game. They're just calling anything. You saw that one hit. Uh, near the end zone where it's close to a safety and they just like smack Big Ben's head. Awful. Awful. They call that a passer, roughing the passer. And it just seems, and I think, I really do think as a referee, because they have overseers, you know, they have guys that are evaluating them every single week. And this is what you don't hear in sports talk. They're going to get evaluated by those calls. And there's no, you know, and there's, there's no, no, there's there's no, no way, way that you would, you know, get those calls going forward. I'm getting a little mid-drift on this. It's messing up. Yeah, gee, Jesus Christ, where are you? You hear this? Yeah, it sounds like you're in a damn cave. Dude. My phone's going to die. Oh, my gosh. 
Jesus, man, get out of there. Yeah, right. What are you? Are you on the set of the Goonies? <laughs> <laughs> God. All right, that might be better right here. Yeah, you're good right there. Okay. Stay, dude. Right, don't move right. an inch. <laughs> okay. But no, yeah, like I was saying, I mean, I think they're going to evaluate this, and they got to clean it up. I mean, they really got to clean it up. If not, it's going to just kill ratings, and you know that's what the NFL cares about most. So. Well, yeah, I think that's 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 to the point exactly why this rule's in place. Rodgers got hurt last year. The quarterback is the franchise face of the franchise. If Rodgers goes out of a game, we sure as hell don't want to watch Brett Hundley in prime time. So they're trying to protect those quarterbacks. I've heard people say replay. You don't want more replay. I, th- I, I was driving to traffic. Dude, when I drive in traffic, I have the weirdest thoughts. I just think, I just think of the weirdest shit. And you know how the NBA has, you know, player treatment, star calls. LeBron gets the calls. You know, a J.R. Smith doesn't. Yeah. So you know what? Yeah, that's going to happen. No, see, hey, let's bring it to the roughing the pr- passer. Protect the big dogs and let Alex Smith and those guys just get crushed. Yeah, I mean, you can't do it. I mean, you can't do it as a referee. I don't, I don't like that take because <laughs> no, it's got to be, gonna... be across the board. Because we, need, we need great officiating in this league. It should be the best of the best. And my take is they, they are the best of the best. You see it in <laughs> holding calls. You see it in every other call in the game. They really are spot on. Except, but who, except who, for this one call, except for this from a, the passer call. From a fan's perspective, who's really mm. giving a fuck that Alex Smith got his, you know, head pummeled into the uh, turf? I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I mean, who cares that Josh Allen gets fucked up or yeah. know, all these other guys? But, I mean. Protect yeah. the Rodgers, protect the Bradys. Don't protect the Bortles. I don't think he's on that star treatment list yet. As a ref, I hope there's integrity in this league. And, <laughs> you know, we, we, we you got to do it across the board. And this ref in the passer d- call is killing the league. It's killing – it's not. I mean, that, that's – actually, I take that back. It is not killing the league because yeah. the NFL will never die. <laughs> I love when it, people say that. Oh, you know, it will never die. It is the ultimate of the ultimate. It is more than any of the four major sports, and it always will be. It will yeah, always have better be- ratings. I don't care what they do to the sport. I just Ooh, here comes Toby with a take. I'm sorry, dude. I, I mean, speed and the strength and conditioning of these guys, you think in 20 years it's still going to be the same sport? There's no way. It's going to be played by gladiators that don't care if they die. Sorry. So you're saying that brings down the sport? <laughs> dude, there's no – I mean, eventually no one's going to be able to play because it's just going to be like – Bad take. No, no, but no, no, but I, I, I see where he's coming from. The NFL no. is stuck in this situation. They're trying to protect players, and I think they've gone too far. I was reading an article today on The Ringer by Roger Sherman. It was a pretty good article. He said they were taking away these knee hits, helmet hits, trying to say our, game's, our game has hard hits. Mm-hmm. And now when they put this roughing the passer one in, when Clay Matthews actually makes a textbook tackle, that's yeah. really telling the fan, Every tackle is dangerous. This is a dangerous sport overall. Mm-hmm. So what now you see that we don't know what a clean tackle is anymore. So not, at the end of the day, if you're year. changing these rules and what's crazy, this is the name of the game in this article. It kind of, you know, brought it up how getting to the quarterback since 1997, the first round pick has either been spent on a quarterback defensive end or a left tackle. 
That literally is the name of the game, getting to the quarterback. And now these guys, these defensive players who have been taught their whole life, hey, get to the quarterback by all means. And now they don't know how to do it because the NFL puts in this rule and it's putting actually the defensive player at risk. quarterback is the best part of this game no it is no it is I don't know if you saw that Twitter thing where it showed uh the golden age of football where it's just showing Brian Dawkins and Sean Taylor all these dudes lighting guys up you know and that's football that's football I grew up playing the sport and that's that's what it is and I don't know I, I feel bad for these defensive ends and these guys going for the quarterback what are you supposed to do and I don't as a referee it's I see it less at my high school level than I were seeing it in the NFL. It's crazy because you see those hits and it gets called less. So I'm not sure what the NFL is trying to do. I'm not sure what refs are trying to do with that, but it's just, it's an extreme emphasis and it's, it's gone a little too far. I'm hoping we will see a change. And I think you will. I think as the season progresses, it's early and I think they're being told early to, to nail it, you know, nail it early. And we're going to talk about it later. And I think seeing the, um, you know, the reactions by everybody, I think it'll change. I think it'll change just a little bit. And if it doesn't, then damn, I mean, it's a problem. Then, then it's already it turn, a problem, but it, what's it, it turn into a major problem. What's it turn into flag football eventually? No, of course not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What, 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 These guys I'm, are still smacking each other all over the field, but yeah, yeah, it, it I mean, goes down like, to the over time, protecting I mean, the quarterback. It's getting just worse and worse. Like you said, it's not the same game for the quarterback. I mean, just as time evolves, like it's either going to be yeah played by gladiators that don't care if they die, which no, it, it it's goes not in the right direction, or it's going to be it's flag not true because I'm all for I'm all for the defenseless player hits. I'm all for the helmet to helmet, and those things are changeable to defensive players. You can put your head on the side. You don't have to come in targeting. And what targeting is, the definition of it is launching. It's putting your helmet first and trying to just clean somebody's clock helmet to helmet. Get that out of the game. Let's, mm-hmm. let's you know, let's save these guys. Let's help these guys. No, these guys 100%. 100% that, you know. I totally agree with that. This is the only one. It's just a step in the wrong direction. And I it's do just, think, it's, like. Yeah, it's just I, the roughing the passer call. That's yeah, it. and, and they, will, they will dial it back. I'm pretty sure if I don't have the stat, but you do referee, and I'm pretty sure the first three weeks of the season is always like this. They they get told, hey, let's call exactly. pass interference tight. We'll clean exactly. it up later, like you said. Exactly. exactly. It, it, will, it will happen. It will definitely get dialed back. So I have some other news. So we heard this week that the Steelers are starting to field some offers on Le'Veon Bell. And then another guy who's a pretty damn good football player, Earl Thomas, is in Seattle, and he also wants a trade. And I think there's rumors circulating as we speak that the Kansas City Chiefs, whose defense has been pretty damn bad, kind of want him. So I'm going to ask you guys, who of those two players gets traded first? Take it, Ryan, Ryan, take the floor. You take it, Kyle. <laughs> so uh, who is it between Bell and who? Earl Thomas, because those are pretty dynamic players. If they get traded yeah. to a contender, um, they well, can make a difference. I mean, right now, you have to say Earl Thomas because Earl Thomas is playing. <laughs> you know, 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Like you said, those, those are both game changers. They both in their careers have made big time plays and are best on their side of the ball. So Earl Thomas will probably be the first to go. I have no clue what's up with Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I've been li- listening in to a lot of takes and what's going on with that situation. And it seems like there's no answers. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but you know, Earl Thomas is actually looking for an out. So I think Earl Thomas will take the first big offer he gets, move on. He'll be an impact player for any defense. Put him on the Chiefs. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah, that he'll make a difference right away to that defense. I just want to know. Yeah, I had a question about Le'Veon Bell to you, Cody. Do you, do you think he'd be the same player on any other team that he was on the Steelers? I, I just, I, I'm trying to see a fit. Somewhere, I mean, I heard it was Tampa Bay, yeah. something with the Jets. I, I don't. I mean, he's on I, my fantasy team, so I'm trying to, you know, figure that out a little well, bit. Well, the team, the teams that have been mentioned are I've heard the Jets, I've heard the Niners, uh, Tampa Bay a little bit, right? I yeah, think. Tampa Bay, and I do, I do think he could be an impact because he is that dynamic back that can catch the ball out of the backfield and right. run between the tackles and outside of them. Yeah. Uh, but if he does end up in a sh- shitty situation, oh, I've also heard the Colts, and I think that would be very interesting. I don't think Kale would like that very much. <laughs> I I have to step in. I'm sorry. Go for it. Le'Veon Bell is easily the best running back in the NFL. Um, maybe talk. Oh, hey, hey, Todd let's Durham. get into not, hey, let, not let's, easily, but no, no, no. He's... Let's get in. Let's get into this this Kale because I'm sure Doby has a opinion too because running back. Running back position, I love it. It's changed, obviously, over the last five years, how valuable it is. The mm-hmm. best running back in the league, I think, is a great question that a lot of people should be talking about. Todd Gurley, obviously, the last two years, I think he has the most touchdowns in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon's not too bad himself. I mm-hmm. have a take that actually Alvin Kamara is the best running back in the NFL. Mm. See, there is where I would argue yeah. what Ryan was talking about, a product of his offense. But there's no doubt that guy's top five, top three. I mean, one of the best in the NFL. I would not give him the top spot just because of the offense that he runs in. I don't know because the Saints, not until last year, kind of took the pressure off Breeze. Remember, Breeze was throwing like 50 to 60 times a game. Yeah. And they went run first last year when Kamara got in the picture. Obviously, they have a two-headed snake with him and Ingram. But they changed completely how they ran that offense when they got a dynamic dude like Kamara back there. He's special for sure. Now, he's – I would really put, I think, Kamara, Gordon, Gurley, and Le'Veon Bell are a special, special talent in this league. They're – yeah, those are the impact players that you – I think you put them on any team, and they're going to make an impact. But Doby, Doby, give us your list. My list of running backs. Oh, top five. Yeah. I or mean, top three. Yeah, Doesn't we, matter. We gotta go. Gurley number one. Le'Veon number two. Uh, probably Zeke number three. Oof. Oh. You, you, don't, you don't like that? No. No. That's Ooh, a product. Zeke, that's a product you of an you don't, you don't put him in the top five? No. Ooh. No. I mean, with. I, I'm not a big fan of Dak, so I, I just think they, they, they put a lot in the box all the time. So I still think he's a great back. Melvin but, Gordon. Um, uh, yeah, I, I put Melvin Gordon in there, and then I would put – who's the other guy I was going to say? Zeke's definitely in the conversation. And then, I mean, a health, I mean, a healthy 
solid David Johnson. He's got to be in there. He's just on the wrong team, you know. Oh, for sure. And we haven't heard one name. Where the hell is Lenny, Kel? Oh, he's 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 injury prone. <laughs> oh. Um, no. I mean, what's I, he done? I, I mean, honestly, I'm being yeah realistic. He's <laughs> like top seven, top six, you know. In top ten. I'd put McCaffrey over him. He's not. Nah, easy. <laughs> oh, I don't know, dude. McCaffrey's having a fucking year, dude. Twenty six uh, for one eighty four last McCaffrey's week. McCaffrey's sick. McCaffrey's Joe Mixon, sick. Joe, healthy Joe Mixon, I bet this year. <laughs> oh, Joe Mixon okay. has better stats. We're stretching. <laughs> we're stretching. Nobody's going all out, dude. I love it. He's <laughs> he, he's just because he's on his fantasy team. Dude, I'm telling you, Cody, mark my words. Cody, mark my words. That's what's gonna happen, dude. Watch, Joe Mixon's gonna have way better stats than than uh, Fournette. No and doubt. Not not in his career. Uh, this season, yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah. He only, he only, he only dropped in the second round because he had like a, you know, violence problem. He's a, he's a top, <laughs> top ten pick. <laughs> that was, that was, that was. I, I, I like it. I, you should have, you should have, you should have taken it a step further and said Mixon's gonna have a better career. <laughs> <laughs> he could. I, I honestly believe he could. Hey, oh, Kel, I have a question on Leonard Fournette. Uh. A couple of my friends, he's their uh, fantasy running back as well. And I heard he's a phenomenal follower or follow on uh, social media. They say he just spends money out the ass. He's always making funny videos. Is this true? Where the hell's Kel? Right. Kel. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this guy's oh. doing. Yeah. <laughs> Kel. <laughs> Repeat the question, Cody. Sorry, we had a disturbance at the house. <laughs> I wanted to know if oh. Lenny is actually a good follow on social media because I heard he blows money out the ass and makes some funny videos. <laughs> Leonard Fournette's a guy, Cody. <laughs> He's a guy in every phase of the of the word. So no, I he, should give him. I should give him a follow. Yeah, definitely give him a follow. It's funny because the Jags—you could just see how that team is so tight knit. They they rip each other constantly. He always talks crap about Ramsey and Boye and all these other guys on the team. So, yeah, he's a good follow. I love it. Hey, let's get into lines coming up this next week. I haven't yes, won, sir. I, ha- I haven't won a bet since '98, I believe. So, <laughs> yeah. I, so I need I need some predictions this week. We'll start with bold predictions. We'll each do one. Kale, give me Kale. Start us off with a bold prediction for this week. I got my big bold prediction. I'll put it as a big one. Vikings money line. At a plus two sixty five. I don't know. Is that is that a bold prediction from you or the echo that's going on back there? Yeah, I know. I because I walked in the same room as Ryan. So, <laughs> God damn. It. But no, uh, yeah, bold prediction: Vikings money line two sixty five. Wow. Why do Why do you say this? Just coming off like we said earlier, they're coming off a bad loss. And like I said, I just think the Rams have to prove it to me. And uh, I don't think they have to prove it to the world because they are what they are. You know, it's a bold prediction. But I think the Vikings might come into L.A. on Thursday night and and beat the Rams. They are. I, my I, don't, super- I don't even think it's bold. I think it's a good pick. They are my Super Bowl pick. But also, I have them playing the Texans in the Super Bowl. So. Oh, God. Uh, hey, Ra- should've, Ryan. You should have talked to me first about the AFC South. Uh, it was just because I ran out of time to pick a Super Bowl pick, so I just went on record. I don't even think it was on record. I think I just someone asked me on Instagram, and I said, "Hey, Vikings Texans." So, Ryan, what's your bold predict, uh, prediction this week? 
my my bold prediction is like, oh god, okay. Um, you know, I was kind of looking for something for a second. Uh, bold prediction. Um, you know that Joe Mixon will rush for more yards. Okay, <laughs> oh, no, Joe Mixon's not playing this. Week. Um, <laughs> you know won. what? You know what? Um, Kenny Galladay, two touchdowns, 120 receiving yards. Oh. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> I game. love it. Ly- Lions win. We're talking about wins, losses. <laughs> he said Lions win. Who do they play? Cowboys, 2017. Will they have another 100-yard rushing game back-to-back? No, they will not. No. No, because that's what Kennedy Galladay is going to catch for, yeah, 100 I wonder. Plus, yeah. I wonder what that line is. It's plus three. Lions, Lions to have back-to-back 100-yard rushing games. Oh, that's wild, actually. No, that's not happening. It's been like what five years since Reggie Bush. I don't. Yeah, it's been ridiculous. But no, this Carry On Johnson guy, he's the real deal for sure. Carry On Miley Woodson. You know he's gonna be. He's a he's a future star for sure. We'll see. No, he is. I told I told Kale about Kenny Galladay last year, saying he's the future. He's the future of the future of the league. He is an athletic freak. I'll give no, you that. No, he's a he's a freak. He's a freak, and he's going to be putting up bigger and bigger. Like even he was injured last year. In the first two games, he put up freak numbers. He's just like when he's healthy, he's yeah, he's going to be a freaking monster. Just like just like uh, on Johnson, he's going to be a freak too. First line in five years to put up a hundred yards. Like, come on, it's good stuff. That's true. I'll I mean, go my 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 bold prediction this week. It's pretty bold. I think the Dolphins beat the Patriots, and they take a three-game lead in Ooh, the division. Ooh, yeah, that, that is bold. I like points, that. Point spreads like at that. seven right now. They have to, to go into New England to do it. That has, any, has anyone seen them play? I seriously have not not seen the Dolphins game. Oh, I definitely have watched two of three games extensively, and they're a good team. I said it last week. I told you last week. What yeah, about them? Though? What they're what? a good team. They're they are like, solid. No, they they're just solid. They have a really good offense, Tannehill, and their receivers, their schemes. I mean, you saw the double reverse pass last week. They do stuff like that. They and their defense is really solid. So they're just they're a confident team, and they look really good. Nice, my bold prediction. So give me. Uh, we're gonna jump to stayaways. Give me a game to stay away from if I'm betting this week. <sighs> Hate to say it, Cody, but um, I have two, and I'll start with Jacksonville. Minus seven and a half. And you know you should stay away from this if I'm saying it. <laughs> I just I think they're giving Jacksonville a little too many points. Jacksonville is for sure going to win that game next week against Mr. Average, Sam Darnold. Sorry to hurt your feelings, USC fans. But, yeah, I, I think it's a little too much points coming off of that win. But we'll see. And my second stay away is New England minus seven. Ooh. I think uh, the Dolphins, like you said, your little bull prediction, I think that's a stay away. That's a little too much points for a team that's struggling and have yet to get all their guys back. Week five, they should come in. Edelman's coming back. But uh, one quick stat, the Patriots in 2014 and 2017 started two and two, and they went to the Super Bowl. So Nice. Let's not Jeez. freak out, guys. Jeez, when, when, you're a stack guy now. Hey, uh, real quick, though, give me a lock as well. I have two locks for the week. My first lock is Atlanta, minus five. 
And my second lock is Detroit plus three against the Bears. Or Cowboys. Cowboys, sorry. Yeah, Detroit plus three against the Cowboys. I do think Detroit has their little confidence going. I like Stafford. And they should probably pull out a win. I'm going to listen to you because last week, last week I mentioned that Ravens line. I said, uh, they just got blown out. Why was it too high? You said Vegas knows something. Clearly they did. I think they ended up winning by double digits. So that was nice. That's what it, happens. Now you got to look at those lines where you think it's a little too high. And... Is that what you think the Falcons is right now or no? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, you know, Falcons minus five. Everyone was high on the Bengals last week. There's, they were a favorite going in. They got upset this week, minus five. You know? Yeah, I like Atlanta to roll, actually, at one and two. Toby, give me a lock. Oh, lock. You know, I'm guaranteed going with the Lions. I mean, I'd rather talk about my stay away for sure, but, yeah, Lions lock for sure. Who are you staying? Confidence. What are you who, saying? Who are you staying away from? Oh, my God. Jaguars for sure. <laughs> Jaguars for sure. I've been talking about Kellis all the time. We've been we've been we've been heated actually before we were talking about this. I just I'm not a I'm not a believer in Blake Bortles and I'll be like, Oh, like you don't watch all every minute of every game, but like, you know, Kellis only one who watches every minute of the Jags game. You don't watch every minute of every single game. I mean, you lost I mean, the defense is incredible. Uh, I mean I'm gonna give that to Kale and the Jags. They're they're historical. But I mean, Bortles, dude. You, you, just, you just cannot trust the guy. Who does Nine, he have? To, Ryan, can you please name me two receivers on that team? Who does he have to throw to? Keenan Cole. Yeah, okay. And uh, Safarius Jenkins. Austin Safarian Jenkins. Okay, I'll give you that one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that, I, was for, I was looking for receivers, but you gave me a tight end. That's all right. Whatever. I'll take Whatever. it. Whatever. But you, what, once again, he threw for, what was it? Uh, fourteen for twenty-four. What was it? Um, hundred fifty-four yards. Give the exact number here. So, so he was basically. So that's like what, Cody? Is that like five five yards per completion? I, I mean, it was like seven. I mean, it was terrible. Look at the it other was, side of the ball, right? That was how the game was played. He's throwing. <laughs> well, he's no. throwing the Four ball to his running back every single play. He was twenty-one for thirty-four, hundred fifty-five yards, a sixty-one percent completion percentage, and. uh but you're throwing five. Anyone could throw for five yards. I mean, do the do the Lions and Jags play this year? No, they do not. I wish. Damn. The last time they played Lions, I just want you guys. Yeah, I just want you guys to come to blows. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys my stay away. I think the stay away is the Chiefs Broncos on Monday night in Mile High. It's a very very good crowd, and Mahomes is going on the road to it. It's early in the season. I know it's the fourth week. Players should be conditioned, but that's a different beast up there. So I'm going to stay away from that one. My lock, I think I'm going to go Giants plus three and a half at home against the Saints. Giants coming off a big win. I think they need another one. We obviously know they have the two stars in Barkley and Beckham. It might turn into a shootout, and I'm shit out of luck if that happens because Eli Manning is not the dude you want in a shootout. Man, I'm going to – Shit! Don't do the opposite, please. <laughs> Anyways, any last any last thoughts? We got a couple more minutes. We got about three minutes because I don't want this thing to shit on me and frick minutes. I like talking to you guys, but not that much. I would say does that be about sports? Yeah, just give me any just any 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 BS. Oh, I was gonna mention earlier. Uh, I teach at Vox Collegiate in South Central, 
and you know, just thinking about Kale, my my uh, principal of the school is the exact replica of Leonard Fournette. <laughs> just a monster. <laughs> Just a huge man that played football at Yale that has a beard and bald and looks exactly like Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette has a terrible beard. That's a take right there. No, it, it, so it's a ter- no, it's a terrible beard. It's it's very strange looking, but he's a huge man. And yeah, I just look every time I see him, I think like Jaguar. Like I'm like in a classroom with a Jaguar. Right <laughs> Easy. Laugh, <laughs> Kel. Give me a. Give, my me a, last, give me a last thought. My last thought. Um, I have a couple other lines to speak of. I'm a gambling man. So a couple other lines that are interesting to me this week. Oakland minus three at Cleveland. You know, everyone's so high on this Cleveland Brown team. Mr. Baker Mayfield's coming in town. And are they getting plus three if if they're so good? So Yeah, I, was, I, I thought that line was odd. I think that's one. Let's te- let's keep an eye on that for next week. And Vegas knows something, like I said. Why is Oakland favored? Let's keep an eye on that game for next week. I like it. Well, anyways, guys, thank you for coming on. We'll do this again next week. And, hey, Kill, let's get some college football into it, dude. Just watch some football. No, Kill hates uh, college football. Man, I, know, I know Ryan's a big Sparty fan. Go green, go white. I like it. Let's go, baby. Kel, what it come on. Hey, you want my final take? Yes. <laughs> um, I think these college football kids are the most um what's the word? Just spoiled little brats of all time. I might be uh a little Oh my god. Yeah, that's 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 too hot of a take to do in the last minute. Oh my God, hey, you, you obviously don't that? know. You, you obviously don't know who Tua Tungavailoa is. No, I do. Great, great kid, better quarterback. He was the uh, Elite Eleven finalist in like three years ago with Trent Dilfer. Ooh, I like that show. See, we got too much to talk about. Anyways, thanks for coming on, guys. Let's do it again next week. Have a good night. Have a good weekend, Doby. If you see me at Tower Twelve, I'm probably drunk. <laughs> Say what up. I will definitely cut a good talk. All right, to you, later, guys. See you, bro. All right, later. Thanks again to Ryan and Kale joining me this week. And thank you for listening to the 10 After 7 podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at 10 After 7 or on Instagram at 10 underscore after underscore 7. I'll be back on next week. Hopefully the Dodgers will be in the playoffs. And hopefully we get another week of great football. Woo! Go Dodgers.